Tonight's scripture reading comes from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Well, good evening, everyone. Merry Christmas. If I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, my name is Joe. I'm one of the pastors here, and on behalf of the, the entire Saving Grace Church, we want to welcome all our guests this evening, those who are in the room, those who are watching online. Thanks for joining us this evening. Can we give the orchestra and the band a round of applause? They did an outstanding job. Well, for a few minutes, we're going to consider the, the verses that Larissa just read, and the title of tonight's mini-sermon is God has come to rescue and restore. God has come to rescue and restore. And I don't know if you think about it, but when you think about Christmas, what, what's at the center of Christmas is really news. So the, the celebration of Christmas that we're doing this evening and that maybe you've been doing for the last few weeks in preparation is really a celebration of the best news ever proclaimed in the world. Because the reason this news is so good and so important is because the news of Christmas that centers around the baby Jesus is the news that answers all the ultimate problems in the world. Now you might think, the, aren't the ultimate problems uh, all the different strains of COVID or financial um, inflation going up or maybe in your personal life aren't Things are, are just maybe not going real well relationally or there's just disappointment, maybe sadness, sorrow, some kind of hardship. Well, at the core of all those things, Jesus has an answer to all the ultimate problems. And see, he came, God the Father sent him to rescue and restore. We're going to do two simple points tonight. The first is this. Jesus came to earth to rescue lost and broken people. He came to rescue lost and broken people. See, when the angel spoke to Joseph in a dream, Joseph was on his way to be married. He discovers to his surprise that Mary, his betrothed, is pregnant, and he is not the father, and he's, I'm sure, in shock and sorrow and disappointment. But then an angel tells him what's happening, that this baby is a unique gift from God to the world. Listen to what the angel says about this baby. Verse 21, she will bear a son 
and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So in those few words, Joseph realizes and believes the angel's message that he's going to have a son. This son is going to be unique. In fact, his name is to be Jesus, which means Savior, Rescuer, Redeemer. And he will save his people from their sins. See, in that one sentence, the angel announces why Jesus came to earth, why the good news of Jesus is such good news. Because he came to rescue humanity. His name literally means rescuer, deliverer, savior. And whether we were, if it were possible, watching the news in 0 or 1 AD, or watching the news before you came here today, the news would show all kinds of brokenness and um, hardship and heartache. Maybe in the form of human relationships, maybe in the form of natural disasters. And at the root and core of all those problems is the fall of humanity, the, the, the human nature that has affected and infected the human race when Adam and Eve sinned. And see, Jesus is God's answer to rescue, restore, and redeem. Now, I know not everybody in this room is married, but I'm just going to talk to those of you who are married for a moment. If you're not married, this isn't to separate you. You'll, you'll get this. So probably in most of the marriages represented in this room, there are some of you that lose stuff often, and there are some of you who can't understand how anybody loses so many things all the time. Am I right? Well, in our marriage, in my marriage, I'm the guy who loses stuff all the time. So if you're organized, like you, you might have a panic attack if you lose your wallet or driver's license, birth certificate. If you're me and wired like me, it's just a normal day or a normal week. Uh, a couple years ago, I lost my laptop, um, which is kind of a big object to lose. And I actually reported it stolen to the state police, uh, only to discover a few weeks later that it was in my car, stuck between the seat and the console. Sadly, I also reported a suspect to the police. <laughs> Nobody in this room, and fortunately, I didn't know the, the individual's last name. Uh, but the point is, uh, I lose a lot of stuff. Some of you can relate. Some of you are just shaking your heads. But how this relates to Christmas is in the Bible, if you read the very first few chapters of the Bible, the first two chapters are beautiful. God creates the world and all that's in it. He creates Adam and Eve. He has a perfect relationship with them. And all is well until you turn to chapter three. And in chapter three, Adam and Eve rebel. And when they rebel against God, the relationship gets severed and is broken. And the Bible calls that sin or the sinful nature. And that sinful nature we have all inherited, which is why those of you raising toddlers, they... You, you understand it. You don't have to read the Bible to know that there's a natural disposition in the human heart to not follow the rules. We all have it. And Jesus is the way to, to solve that problem. See, how, what this has to do with losing things 
is the Bible says, and Jesus said this about himself, that he came to seek and save that which was lost. See, that perfect relationship that Adam and Eve had with God the Father, it was broken, it was severed because of their choices, because of the rebellion. And Jesus came into the world to rescue, to restore that which was broken, to find that which was lost, which is you and I. See, the angel said in verse 21, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He will forgive. He will give spiritual life and satisfaction. He will open spiritually blind and darkened eyes to see him for who he truly is. In Luke 19, Jesus says this about himself. The Son of Man, it's a title for Jesus, came to seek and save the lost. To seek and save the lost. Jesus is in the business of pursuing those who don't know him, who are tangled up in all the the sin and worries and pains and, and hardships of this world, and he will go after those of us who are lost one by one because he's filled with love and he's filled with compassion. In another part of the Bible, there was a large crowd and and the, the Bible says that Jesus looked out on the crowd and he was moved with compassion. His heart disposition, even towards the worst in the crowd, was one of love, mercy, and grace. And that's his disposition towards you, no matter who you are, no matter what you have done or are currently doing. Jesus has come to seek and save the lost. He's come to restore that which was broken. He not only restores, but he brings satisfaction. So, I don't know about you, but there are certain foods that I feel like I could eat forever and I would never be hungry, or I'd never be full. Like a salad, for example. Particularly one without meat or french fries. So you just eat, and you're eating, and you're eating, trying to be healthy, and you're eating, and then you stop eating, and you think, oh man, I am really hungry, and then you eat something unhealthy. That's kind of my relationship with salad. It seems to, to happen over and over again. Well, the problem is, certain foods just don't satisfy. Like a Steak and potatoes might satisfy. Well, in our world, in our lives, there are many things that we look to for satisfaction. They can be good gifts from the Lord, but when we look to them to find satisfaction, we always find that they're lacking. So, for example, you might be looking forward to a new job. You think, if I had that new job with that new paycheck, which would be bigger than the one I had, I will be, I will, I'll just make it. I'll be, I'll be satisfied. So you get the new job, and you get the new paycheck, and with that new job comes new responsibilities, new pressures, a new boss, and then you end up buying maybe a car that you shouldn't have bought because you can't afford it, and now all of a sudden, that new job and the money that came with it, it it's not what you thought it would be. Maybe it's a new house. If, I, if we can just move into a new house, all will be well. Well, those of us in the room 
and watching online who are homeowners, we know with that new house usually comes hidden surprises that weren't advertised that seem to appear a few months afterwards and they could be in the form of a, a leaky roof or mold in a closet or the point is these are good gifts but if we look to them for satisfaction we'll always find them wanting. They're, they're always going to be empty. They're going to be like eating that salad that just doesn't get there. It could be in the form of relationships. If I just meet the right person, then I'll be happy. I'll be really happy. Well, I hope you do meet the right person. But when you do, you're going to realize that right person is not you and you are not them. And just by nature of the relationship, you're going to learn things about yourself. You're going to learn things about them. And you're going to learn that they're not perfect and you're not perfect. And so the only thing that's going to satisfy you is something outside of what this world can offer. See, when Jesus came to restore that which was broken, when he came to seek and save the lost, part of what he offers is an eternal satisfaction. Something that money cannot get at. That no perfect gift can get at. See, there's a story in the book of John where Jesus meets this woman at a well. And he's meeting this lady at a well. It's high noon. She's from a, a, a place called Samaria. And, and Jesus was Jewish and Jews and Samaritans didn't get along well because of a very complicated history. And so she's at this well at high noon and most people believe she's there because she was ashamed to be with the people because of her lifestyle and choices. And so Jesus meets her and when he meets her, she, he, he already knows being fully God and fully man, he just knows things about her. He knows that she's living with a guy who's not her husband and she's had five broken marriages. So this is what he says to her. See, this is good news. He says something very unexpected. He does not scold her. He says this. Everyone who drinks of this water, he's looking at the well and probably a bucket, will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will be a spring of water welling up to eternal life. See, Jesus, when you enter a personal relationship with him, he satisfies us at the deepest level of our being. He satisfied this woman in a way that no relationship could satisfy. And so if you are just struggling with life, the, the starting place has to be, if you want to be deeply satisfied and truly filled with joy, is trusting in Jesus, calling out to Jesus. So Jesus' name, the angel says, call him Jesus, because that means Savior, Rescuer, Redeemer. Well, the question we should ask is, is he really that? Can he really do what his name says he will do? Which brings us to the second point. Jesus alone has the ability to rescue and restore. See, lots of people can promise lots of things. Politicians promise lots of things. A opposing athletes promise great things. You think of a, a UFC fighter or, or a, a boxer, you know, when they're doing the way and they're just staring this close at each other and trying not to flinch. 
And they both make these strong declarative statements that they're, they're untouchable. They're going to be undefeated. They're going to knock the opponent out in one blow. Well, they both can't be right or it wouldn't be a match. See, the question is, can Jesus actually restore? What makes Jesus unique that he actually can do what he says he will do? Look at verse 22. The angel tells us some more details. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. See, this baby Jesus, whose name and title means rescuer, restorer, redeemer, he was fully human. He was a real baby. But he was also fully God. He was God in the flesh. The Apostle John says it this way about Jesus. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory. Glory as the only Son from the Father. Full of grace and truth. See, the baby Jesus grew up. He became a toddler probably when the wise men came to see him. Then he grew up as a, a, a younger child, then a teenager. Then he went into his late teens and his early 20s, and all the while, he resisted sin and temptation in every way. He was absolutely perfect. Perfect, complete perfection in his thoughts, in the words that came out of his mouth, and in all the things that he did and did not do. Why is that important? Because in order for Jesus to rescue and restore, he had to die on the cross as our substitute. And the only way he could do that, that would satisfy a perfect holy God, God the Father, is if the sacrifice was absolutely perfect. Had to be human, had to be perfect. He was fully God, fully man, and so he was able to take on all of our sins, all the sins of humanity were credited to him. And he hung on the cross and he died. Romans says it this way, but God showed his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, the way that Jesus is going to fulfill what the angel said in Matthew 1, 21, that he's going to come and save his people from their sins was not as a triumphant military king or leader, but as a perfect savior who on a lone hill would be mounted on a wooden cross between two thieves and all the sins of humanity would be credited to him and the wrath of God would be poured out upon him. And then on the third day after his death, he would rise from the grave, conquering the power of sin and the penalty of sin. And the good news, the news that we're celebrating tonight, is for anyone and everyone that will receive this good news. Anyone who looks to Jesus, anyone who calls on Jesus to save them, he will save. He will turn no one away. No one. He will not turn away from you if you call out to him. 
Listen to this. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of man, but of God. When you call out to Jesus to rescue, restore, cleanse you from all your sins, he will do it. He's the only one that can do it. And from this verse that we just read, he will bring you in to the family. You will be an adopted son or daughter of the Most High God who created heaven and earth. And this is why Christmas is good news. Because God has come to rescue, restore, and redeem. Let's pray. We're gonna, you can stand. We're going to sing a final song. And as I pray, the band can come up. Father, thank you for the good news of Jesus Christ. Thank you that you loved us so much that you gave up your only precious son for us. Holy Spirit, pray that you would give us eyes to see this in a, a greater and deeper way. And Lord, we pray for anyone who hasn't yet experienced this great gift of salvation, that you would grant them this gift this evening. And we ask this in your name. Amen.